Hey guys, welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted, the weekly dating podcast that covers the good, the bad and everything in between. Each week I'll be chatting to different guests about everything from dating and mental health, self-love, sexual empowerment and so much more. Trust me, you are not going to want to miss this. On today's episode, I am joined by the creator and host of the Waffle Shop podcast, Taylor James, where we chat all things dating and mental health. And of course, Taylor shares his top dating tips to live by. Thank you so much for coming on The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted. So why don't we just start with you telling everyone a little bit about yourself, what you do and the podcast that you have as well. Yeah, so first of all, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I was just saying, kind of fangirling a little bit before we started. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, my name's Taylor James and I'm a podcast host. Yeah, I hate introducing myself as a podcast host. I know, it's it's really awkward, yeah. I know what you mean. Well, introduce yourself however you want. It's up to you. (laughs) But I'm the host of the Waffle Shop podcast, which is a podcast all about getting people to have a waffle about their about the mental health life's minor inconveniences and it's a chance to hear how other people kind of go about that like, with coping mechanisms and stuff so that's who I am <laughs> and how long have you been doing that for so it's about a year now it was my oh, okay, first cool. anniversary in I think it was March the 8th oh congratulations to 2020 was my first episode so yeah it's a it's a year on so yeah thank you <laughs> amazing and has that just been, like, was it started kind of out of, like, a passion project or was it maybe, like, I guess because obviously it coincided with lockdown, was it kind of due to that? Like, why did you start it? Yeah, so it's a kind of a mixture of all things. When, like, around a year ago, I had a real rough patch with my own mental health um, after I nearly lost my mum to an operation gone wrong. So she's now in a neurological care home, kind of learning how to use her hands and talk and stuff like oh, that. Oh, gosh. But which is tough in itself to deal with. But with all that, yeah. I then became a parental figure to my younger sister. I had then had to like, I had a house thrown at me and then it was like all these kind of pressures and then trying to keep my career going. And, you know, we were t- getting told like two, three times a year, like, you know, your mum isn't going to make it. This has happened. So it was just a real big build up, And I did that mm-hmm. typical... I'd say it was a typical male thing and I don't think it is a typical male thing anymore because I feel like we all do this we bottle everything up then it gets to a stage where you know things start to happen exactly so then yeah it got to a stage where I was in a position where I kind of didn't want to continue living my life the way it was being lived and I know that sounds quite brutal but it's Mm -hmm. kind of the only way to describe it um and then yeah my my best friend and my little sister were like right okay I think it's time now to get some help like and it was the first time I actually admitted that I needed to get help you know I took all this kind of pressure of this situation on my shoulders and then yeah started having therapy and then I think I had three or four therapy sessions and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so it was either yeah. stop having these therapy sessions that are really starting to make me open up and, you know, admit how vulnerable I was or run that mm-hmm. risk of going backwards. So I started the waffle shop. As you can probably tell, I, I tend to waffle a hell of a lot. So <laughs> I'm exactly the same. I talk far too much to anyone and anyone about anything. <laughs> We're in the perfect jobs. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so have you been impacted then by the pandemic you know, with your mental health? Have you found it quite hard or because you were doing the podcast, you've found that as like a, a really therapeutic way to kind of get through it? It's a really good question, actually. Um, but yeah, I'd say I've had my ups and downs with it. Like, you know, I think I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, I think you'd be quite surprised to find someone who hasn't had that some kind yeah, of absolutely. struggle yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very therapeutic because at the time it, it happened, I was then trying to find how other people coped because the, you know, the general consensus around mental health, it's like very standardised and very do this, do this. Whereas, you know, I yeah. can't meditate. I can't, you know, my I start thinking about the the stupid thing I said like 10 years ago and, you know, <laughs> yeah. is, is that, I couldn't exactly do that. So yeah. it was a way of I find it impossible learning. to just shut my mind off as well. It's just, it's, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I, I don't know how, I mean, fair play, if it works, it works. But, you know, it, my I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that, you know, this whole mental health conversation isn't a one size fits all. But one of the ways that was helping me was, by actually listening to other people's struggles, other people's coping mechanisms and, you know, how they've overcome these kind of obstacles. Because I felt Mm -hmm. so isolated and so alone before this situation. But then just by talking about it, opening up has been probably the biggest change in my life. And it's free. Mm -hmm. It's free. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's one of those things as well, like especially if you have like struggled with your mental health and and talking to people about that is that it's knowing that you're not alone because like you said obviously mental health is a a huge subject and it's an ongoing conversation amongst so many different people in a lot of different ages and countries and it's it's something that affects everybody but like you said I think you can read these things and you can read articles and other people's experiences but I think it's not the same as actually talking to somebody about Definitely. it and talking to them and, and hearing their experiences because then it kind of feels like you're you know kind of sharing the journey and you feel yeah. like you're just not by yourself going because I mean everyone I think goes through very very similar things but it is because people aren't necessarily willing to talk about it that you do feel so isolated and alone. It is it's weird and it's you know, it, it is from having these kind of conversations and I'm so grateful and lucky in a way that it's allowed me to have conversations even like this that I probably would never have had if I hadn't have kind of opened up and accepted the mm-hmm. fact that I did need help. So as yeah. much as, you know, I, I don't want to say like I kind of felt silly because it's the wrong way to look at it, but I almost, I had to hit rock bottom to make me realise how much kind of more there is to life Mm -hmm. so I'm very grateful that now I even get to have these kind of conversations that I know for a fact have such a positive impact just like on on me having this conversation but then the people and kind of like the feedback without you realizing the impact it has just by showing that little bit of vulnerability yeah definitely so obviously my podcast is kind of all about dating and relationships and the ups and downs and the good and the bad and everything in between so (laughs) obviously mental health I think affects every part of someone's life if they do struggle with it on a daily basis so with your mental health have you found that that's impacted I mean obviously I guess it's hard obviously with the last year and the pandemic and everything that's been going on but have you found in the past that it's impacted your sort of ability to date or your relationships that you've had massively and it's it's really weird because it's something that I'm slowly 
trying to deal with so the fact that mm-hmm. we're kind of connecting now and having this conversation is really yeah. weird um <laughs> but yeah massively like when everything happened with my mom I was actually seeing a girl from London you know I generally thought this is the one this is you know this is it now and when that happened because I couldn't I couldn't give this person as much time as what they needed what they deserved yeah, don't mind they were so understanding they you know that they're, they're phenomenal but because of that and then the the kind of the massive dip that happened with my mental health and just you know you know I, there were times when I didn't even know what day of the week it was yeah but so yeah it's 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 tough but you know it's I don't know I don't know how to kind of describe it but it is it's tough being in that situation mm-hmm. but then it's not the best now because I see how happy that person is with someone else. So it wasn't meant yeah. to be. So, I think, but yeah, you know it what? is and tough. I, I'm a firm believer in that, especially when it comes to dating and relationships, is that if it's meant to be, it will be. And I think yeah. in the situation that you probably found yourself in, it's like you obviously want to do what's best for that person, but then you also yeah. have to be selfish and think, you know, what's best for you and, and how you mm-hmm. can obviously cope on a day-to-day basis and deal with everything that you were obviously going through. So it's, that's what I find like an interesting kind of like juxtaposition because like, how can you, you know, focus on yourself, which kind of everyone needs to do anyway, whether you have mental health struggles or not, like the whole like self-care and self-love thing, I think is so, so important, but how do you kind of incorporate doing that and maintaining yourself and your mental health and, and that you're, you know, happy with yourself, but then also be able to reach out to these people and give them who you are so you can yeah. get into a relationship have you kind of figured out that yet or are you kind of like you know on a road to figuring out what you think you can do to help I think so I think because what had happened especially with this whole journey with my mental health and like you said like on various aspects of my life it was actually one thing that kept coming to the forefront of my mind was what actually makes you happy mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong like there's people that come into your life there's people leave your life and you know you at certain levels you think like oh this is happiness this is it but actually really and I think this is the the, the whole journey especially being in lockdown it's actually really figuring out like you know did that person actually make me happy like yeah. did I mean like what's important that, and yeah and what exactly yeah. and you know if going back to like the whole kind of like self-care and stuff like that, like I don't really feel like you can give someone happiness if you're not mm-hmm. happy yourself. Yeah, and you totally. really need to kind of figure that out before you kind of bring someone in to share that with. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes sense. And I think sense. as well, like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, it really, really does. And I think so many people also push away like those feelings and assume that meeting somebody and having a relationship will kind of fill that hole as it were um (laughs) to kind of you know to make you happy and like you kind of complete you as a person but obviously you know as cliche as it is and, and like we just said but you kind of need to be so happy within yourself first before you can then give yourself yeah. to somebody like you know 100 percent. so i think it is always like a constant battle and i think you know, are you are you single at the moment, if you don't mind me asking? Yes. Okay, so are you, on, <laughs> are you on, like, apps and stuff, like the dating apps? 
So I have a real hard time with these because I get I go through like phases of like, yeah, I'm going to give this a go, give this a go. (laughs) And it's like I'm on it for like a day. I'm like, I'm not going to find like my wife swiping like I'm like don't get me wrong like I've had like some good experiences I've had some bad experience from like online dating and Mm -hmm. with apps but I think deep down it's just you know I'm a very sociable person I think I I really struggle to get my personality across because I've got quite a dry sense of humor so even (laughs) through text form especially if you've never met that person face to face yeah it's quite awkward yeah yeah I know what you mean but I think (laughs) One thing I found in the past, like with dating apps, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, is that I think some people kind of feel like you kind of go on dating apps, even if you're not necessarily looking for anything serious, and you kind of use it as like a bit of a self-esteem boost, and you kind of, you know, you get all the likes, and you get all the matches, and you're just like, oh yeah, like I'm, you know, Billy Big Bollocks or whatever, but... I think after a while, I mean, I was single for about four years um, up until recently, and I found the whole dating app and just dating experience because I, I live in London and like I think I think living in a city it's kind of different because I mean everyone yeah. is just you know wanting to go out all the time and meet different people and whatever but I just found it really like not only I mean just time consuming but tiring and like eventually I think it did have an impact on my self-esteem and like what yeah. I thought about myself because it might be a case that like you'd met somebody or you'd matched with somebody and you spoke to them and they either didn't reply or you arranged to meet up and then they cancelled. And it's like all these little things which I think can eventually have like an impact on your self-esteem and your mental health. And you don't necessarily realise it until looking back on it. Like, have you ever felt that kind of experience or have you not necessarily like spent enough time on it to to know? Do you know what? I'm going to flip this on its head a little bit, but I've actually done it to someone else and, you know... I think it's probably rare to admit as a man that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I <laughs> but I I had arranged day, like, everyone. A man's yes, admission wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could I put this in a frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I had arranged to go to um like a Christmas market with someone. It was like a like a first date and it got up to about probably about two hours before we were about to meet. And I cancelled and I found myself like going through my head, like trying to think of an excuse of like why I couldn't go. Well, don't get me wrong, there was, obviously there was reasons behind it. I, I wasn't really in the best headspace to be yeah. going on a date. Like I, I wasn't, I would have been forcing myself to do something that I didn't want to do. But that was no reflection of them. But what I kind of completely underestimated was how that would have made that person feel. Especially yeah. with you know, again, this is probably going to sound like such a male thing to say, but knowing how much time and effort, like, girls or women, like, go through to get ready for (laughs) a date, I thought it was such a dick thing to do. And it wasn't until probably a good month or two months afterwards that I actually realised, like, okay, that was actually quite bad. I should have just been honest and said, "My, my head's not in it. Like, I'm really kind of struggling at the minute. Yeah. The thought of, you know, going out What did you say, if you don't mind me asking? I think I said just like oh, I'm absolutely like shattered from work or you know like just some the generic excuse. <laughs> crap excuse yeah. and it's just like yeah. it wasn't true well too fair like it, it was in a way it was kind of true but yeah it was just a classic 
oh, sorry, can't make it. Something's come up. I'm really tired from work, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you know, no no one wants to hear that, especially if they spend that much time kind of getting ready and, you know, kind of... Because yeah. it's, it's, especially for a first date, like, you have to really hype yourself up. It's a lot of pressure. I know, it's a lot. Yeah, it really, really is a lot. And I think as well, like, if you're doing it over and over and over again, yeah. it's kind of, like, so monotonous and, like you kind of you don't want to get excited but then it's it's a yeah. really it's a tough i think it is actually dating is hard it's hard work oh my like it's yes. really, i think these days it's such hard work and i think you have to put in so much effort it's not like you know these days someone just wanders up to you in the yeah. street and says hey you look nice should we go for a drink i mean honestly if that happened i'd worry what was wrong with that person yeah. that's just <laughs> get weird. away from me um, <laughs> yeah exactly um so with that situation with you kind of pieing that girl off don't say like that afraid... but I did but oh, sorry. <laughs> wow <laughs> that was a bit brutal sorry <laughs> um cancelling short notice should i say <laughs> um were you then just afraid to like be upfront and honest about your actual feelings like so you just did you think it was just easier to just be like just send like a generic excuse and just be done with it or do you wish now, looking back, that maybe you had been a bit more honest about it? I think now being in the position I am with my mental health and, you know, kind of growing up a little bit and just kind of understanding how my actions might make other people feel, I wish I'd just been honest. But it's kind of like hindsight, isn't it? Like, it's, you know, it's a wonderful yeah, thing. A wonderful but thing. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, definitely. If I could, have, if I could change it, I would have gone back and just said like, like "This is the real reason." But I wasn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't fully accepting what was actually going on with like my mental health at that yeah. point. So obviously okay. now I'm in a much better place. If you know that situation was to arise, and if she's listening, like I'm still <laughs> single. <laughs> but but that's that would be the approach that I I would take now. Yeah. I think that's really, really good. And I think, but then again, I mean, saying that it's a tough thing, right? Because obviously when you first meet somebody and like you have met in like through an app and you obviously haven't spoken to each other yeah. in person or anything like that, it's also the argument that some people will say is like, you know, do you owe them anything? Because obviously, obviously you owe them respect, but yeah. obviously opening up about your feelings and, and your like where you were at in your head and, and the space at that time probably is quite potentially a lot to unload onto somebody that yeah. you don't know so it's kind of like you can say like yeah I do actually wish that I should have said that but then at the same time like is it any of their business do you know what I mean like if you're not going to see you know, them again yeah. or speak to them again like it's it's a tough thing like do you it's I don't know it's it's a hard one it's kind of like head and heart isn't it like you what yeah. is the right way I don't think there is a right way of actually like really kind of letting someone down and but mm. it's a, it's a really interesting concept of how and a kind of like trail of thought because really no like I'd never met this person we'd had like mm -hmm. we chatted for about what a week a week and a half so yeah they didn't know me I didn't know them so we no in probably the yeah. answer I didn't owe them anything it's but, kind of a hard thing right and I guess it depends yeah. on the person too because I mean somebody on one hand might be like oh I really appreciate you being honest and like being so like vulnerable yeah. but then somebody else might be like well you know I don't really care you're bailing on me so whatever kind of thing do you know what I mean so you like you never kind yeah. of know the like the response that you're going to get so I guess it is kind of it's a, a tough yeah. balance I think to find 
So this how is such do you an think interesting then? conversation. <laughs> I literally could talk about stuff like this all day, especially with people that I don't know. Like, yeah. it's, I think it's so <laughs> it's good really because I find it so interesting to get like people's like opinions and like the dynamics and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think it's so interesting. And it's an ongoing conversation as well. Like it's always going to be around. <laughs> True. You can talk about it forever. Like part four. Yeah, on now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so out of like, so when we're kind of hopefully, fingers crossed, soon out of the pandemic and things are slowly going to go back to normal, how do you think you're going yeah. to approach dating with kind of where you are now and how you feel? Do you know what? It, it's really weird again, um, but I feel like I'm in a position where... I want to meet as many people as I possibly can. And that isn't from like a, like a lad's kind of yeah. point of view. I'm not, obviously, obviously that could be twisted in a way. Yeah, absolutely, I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't want it to be. But I want it to be because I used to think like if you're dating, I had this kind of mentality of like, you know, you've got to throw everything into this one situation, like this is it. And I think, I don't know if it's just because it's an age thing as well. And, you know, quite a lot of my friends are like married, they've got kids, yeah. so been long-term relationships. But you're not going to know what's right for you unless you try, you know, a bit of everything. Yeah. And I don't Fingering mean, all the I don't know how to, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lovely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's true yeah. and I you know I've been in a situation before where I kind of put all my eggs in one basket yeah. and then it was like oh you know and there was other interests kind of going on but I was like no I'm you know seeing this person which is obviously the right thing to do mm-hmm. but at at that time it's just like I feel like Dating is this kind of like really weird conversation. It's like you're either dating just to kind of have like a notch on the bedpost or you're dating to like find like your wife or your husband. And I feel like I'm leaning towards that kind of like, well, okay, now I'm I'm dating now to find the one. And I'm kind of past that point of, you know, all the small talk and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of like, I want to know what people's intentions are. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, you know, annoys people. I want to know, you know, where they want to travel to. I want, you know, it's those kind of serious conversations that I want to have to really find my match yeah. and who's going to meet me like at a, a certain level. Connection. And yeah. And, you know, I've been in situation, I was in a situation like around a year ago where I was seeing someone, well, not seeing them, obviously we were in the, pandemic but it was towards like the summer when everything kind of started opening up Mm -hmm. but and I was just I was dating because I felt like I had to yeah and now I'm in a position where I was actually okay I've learned from that experience now I'm thinking about okay well if this person isn't going to meet me at a certain level Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to waste their time I'm not going to waste my time so I don't probably just sound a little bit cutthroat Mm -hmm. but no I think you have to be though like and I think yeah, you do. The way that dating is now, because I think like years ago, so like, I think when I was first single, like four or five years ago, like Tinder was like the main thing. It was kind of like new. Yeah. It was like the first dating app that had come out and, you know, not many people were on it. Because I think it was like outside of that, it was like Match.com and like eHarmony and the yeah. ones that you would go on if you were like wanted to pay and legitimately find something yeah. serious. Um, 
which obviously everyone was like online dating that's super lame like you must be really struggling or like are just a complete mess <laughs> or whatever and that was like the general consensus amongst people and then obviously more apps started being developed and released and now everyone yeah. is on them like i genuinely don't know anybody other than obviously my friends that are in relationships that aren't yeah. on or have been on like some sort of dating app over the last few yeah. years and i think it's with that really difficult like you said to kind of distinguish what people are looking for without being like hey how are you by the way i'm not looking to fuck around like if you are like do yeah. you know what i mean so you kind of almost have to be really cutthroat <laughs> and upfront want to get married yeah exactly <laughs> but it's true though because you need to kind of like rifle through those people and like i'm a very yeah. like i'll say it how it is like sometimes to a fault and you know when i was first single and I you know went on dating apps and stuff I was pretty upfront with the fact that I wasn't looking for anything serious I just wanted some fun if that's what they wanted yeah. as well great because I think it's so important especially like on the other side of kind of looking for a relationship if you're just looking for casual fun yeah. you also need to make sure you're both on the same page so as to make sure nobody gets hurt yeah. you know so I think it is just Catches the feels yeah exactly um <laughs> so I think it's like you just need to make sure you're on the same page I think and that's the only thing you can do and kind of you know what you said yeah. about you know putting all your eggs in in one basket like my friends have always said like, I mean I'm I mean I'm in a relationship now but I like literally I would never put any eggs in any basket <laughs> like there was no basket <laughs> to be honest <laughs> so, like I was just literally like I dated like and it was really fun don't get me wrong like and there were like like I said ups and downs where I kind of realized that it was maybe affecting yeah. me more than you know mentally than I thought it was but yeah I mean if you want to kind of like go out and you know have a bit of fun and kind of figure out what you like and I think especially after the last year yeah. when people have had such little like human contact and you know socialization and, and stuff like that I think it's like I think everyone as soon as this is hopefully over are just going to kind of want to go out and not necessarily just yeah. like fuck around, but just meet new people and go Enjoy new places. Themselves. and just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get out of the house and not have to worry about, you know, what's been going on. So I think there's, I think that's a good way to do it, to be honest. And then you realise what you want and Thank you, you. <laughs> you know, hopefully you meet somebody along the way, but I think it's, you can't meet somebody and kind of not settle because that sounds bad, but I think, the one thing that I found as well, like with the whole app dating is that nobody's willing to settle because it's kind of like you always kind of yeah. think like what happens if there's someone like a few swipes along that's like slightly better and like, you know, what if the grass is greener? So I think it's kind of that mentality as well, which is quite difficult when yeah. it comes to stuff like this. So it'd be interesting to see how that kind of plays out over the next kind of year or two. So I'll, you know, look forward to seeing. And I'll hope, let, we should do yeah. a check-in as well so I can see where you're at. I was about at. to say, let's do like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a year on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so with sort of on like carrying obviously like the dating theme, what advice do you think you would give to somebody who is dating somebody or in a relationship with somebody who does have mental health struggles? Because I think obviously we can talk about it from one side where you know, how, you know, we might feel and our yeah. sort of mental health going into dating. But I think sometimes it's another conversation that isn't necessarily really ever had or one that I've ever really seen about what people can do to support their significant other if they are struggling. It's a really good question again. Um, I think 
you've just got to be honest. Like, you really have, like, you know, it's so cliche to say, but, like, honesty is the best policy. Like, if you're not happy or if you're feeling a certain way, then just tell them because you're going to save yourself and Mm -hmm. this other person a lot of heartache in the long run. And, you know, we're in a very pressurised kind of society and kind of generation as it is with all these yeah you know added pressures of like looking a certain way having things you know a certain way for you know just for the sake of Mm -hmm. like an instagram post and stuff like that but you know life doesn't work that way so if you're not happy you know you're here once if that person isn't you know quite doing it for you just be honest and tell them like I'm not quite feeling you know where this is going but likewise like if you you are in a relationship and you know I would imagine like you're quite close and be able to have these kind of conversations but again honesty because you know Mm -hmm. there is no point doing it if it doesn't make you happy for speaking from personal experience whether not even from like a dating point of view like I've spent a huge part of my life kind of doing things for the people and kind of like doing things to make them happy and supporting them. Then all it was kind of doing is running me down into the ground. And then it it kind of got to a point where I was like, well, okay, no, the pandemic happened. I was like, well, okay, well, what makes me happy? What do I want to do? And it was the first time I was actually asking myself that kind of question. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think without kind of taking shots or firing any kind of blows at people, but you don't need to get your validation from other people. Like you should only be getting it from yourself. Yeah, so, so true. And I think that is so important, especially when it comes to kind of like dating or relationships. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not the best person to be giving this advice, (laughs) clearly. (laughs) But honestly, taking that step back and really understanding yourself, what makes you happy that's when the real kind of self-love is going to come from. And believe me, like if you are single, there are some incredible people out there, but you're going to have to be ready to meet them. And so until you're in a position where you can honestly stand back and say like, yeah, okay, I'm happy, don't settle. And I I don't know, that sounded like I was on a bit of a roll then and it just kind of (laughs) stopped. (laughs) No, but it's true though. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all about the not settling. Yeah. And like I did, um, like a Instagram TV thing um, about yeah. like the difference between like compromising and settling because I think it's sometimes quite hard. And like I've heard, like when I'm chatting to my friends and stuff about dating, like so many of them being like, "Oh, I like them, but I like her, but," yeah. and like there's always an excuse following it where it's like, you know, you can't settle for somebody that if there's like fundamental issues there, whether that's from your side or their side or whatever. So I do think it is really, really important to kind of like figure out like what your boundaries are. And obviously that's not something you're always going to be able to stick to. And they'll kind of fluctuate over time as you grow and, you know, where you find yourself and who you meet. But I do think like having those boundaries with yourself is is so, so important. 100%. And it's, it's something that I'd never done before. And I think even from like a... A friendship group because obviously when you get into like a relationship or you start dating you're kind of not just dating that person you get obviously over their friends and family as well 
But yeah. honestly, setting those boundaries and kind of only giving out the information that you want to give out, not you think that you need to give out, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. your business. And honestly, if there's anything that anyone takes away from this kind of episode is set those boundaries for yourself and for others. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. So I think obviously you're talking about boundaries and and making sure you're in like a certain place before you do go and meet somebody or kind of like venture into dating in a relationship. I think one thing that a lot of people struggle with and, and something I've struggled with in the past is maintaining that once you do start dating and once you do get into a relationship I think especially in a relationship if you're you know because obviously it starts happy and hopefully continues to be happy but in my case in previous experiences it's obviously gone downhill fairly rapidly um so I think you know I found in those situations like I've when I look back on it now obviously at the time I didn't see it which is again you know hindsight is a wonderful thing like we said but now that I look back I realize that I really lost myself in those relationships And I think it happens very gradually. So you obviously don't realise that it's happening at the time. So what advice would you give to somebody, you know, from what you've learned and, you know, over the last year, like obviously with your podcast and the people that you've spoken to, you know, how do you maintain those boundaries and those, you know, that feeling in yourself going into a relationship and continuing? Like if you if you feel like you're losing yourself, like what do you think you can do to kind of maintain who you are? Do you know what, I think you kind of touched upon it about like trusting yourself, like throughout this past year, especially with like the podcast and, you know, other aspects of life, I never kind of gave myself enough credit to be like, okay, I'm worth it. I deserve this. And it's sort of like as a male, like I, I wouldn't, I, I, I didn't feel like we had to kind of say that stuff to us. But again, it's, it's genuinely so important, no matter what, you know, sex or anything that you kind of identify as that you are worth it and there's a probably probably what eight nine out of ten chance that if something doesn't feel right it probably isn't right like you have to yeah. trust yourself believe in yourself because you know it sounds quite sad like you're your your own biggest fan and mm-hmm. you know we again we give ourselves such a hard time you know thinking well we have to look like this we have to do this yeah but so really true take a step back figure out you know do I want to do this is this going to benefit me is this going to make me happy or you know if you're in a situation where things aren't great and things are deteriorating again you've you it's all on your terms you have a lot more power than you think you have so take that step back really evaluate there's a there's a really cheesy quote and it's something like I love a cheesy quote (laughs) just because the stars you can't see the stars shining doesn't mean they're not there and I know yeah. it sounds so cheesy but it's it's the same when it comes to like you know your, your happiness and like your self-worth and stuff like that because yeah just because you can't see it, it's not a physical thing doesn't mean it's not there and sometimes taking mm-hmm. that step back buying a telescope you'll be able to find it so <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I, I was on piece. such a roll again and it just <laughs> I need to work on my like <laughs> delivery or like the the wrap up bit. <laughs> no, it's good though because like this is what I love about conversations like this is that it's like it is a conversation and that yeah. you know 
especially on like subjects like this, which obviously you know people might not necessarily talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it does. It just like I prefer it to be more like this and natural and like yeah. you know whatever. I mean, you've probably seen that I literally keep pushing my um <laughs> in because I have the smallest ears, and when I talk, they constantly come out. So I don't know what. Like, hopefully that's going to sound okay. Um, so obviously everything that we've spoken about in this episode. To finish things off, I always ask my guests what their top dating tips are or like dating advice that they've been given or dating sort of tips that they live by. So do you have any pearls of wisdom to hand out before we go? Probably don't do it. (laughs) Buy a hat. (laughs) I mean, that's probably the worst bit of advice we've had on the episode so far. Do you know what? I think... It is just to kind of trust yourself. Like, if you really like that person, tell them that you really like that person. Be open, be honest. And whether it's a good thing or whether it's a bad thing, but just 100% you've got to trust yourself, believe in yourself. And good things will come from that. Like, you will kind of... (laughs) It's going to sound so cheap, but you will shine in a way and there'll be someone out there that will kind of be pulled in by that. Yeah. And, you know, you you don't know unless you try. Yeah, I completely agree. I think one thing, like, I always say is, like, you get back what you put out. And that's Definitely. very kind of, like, you know, hippie, wishy-washy, like, whatever. <laughs> but I do, like, really, really believe that, no, like, it is, you kind true. of put out, like, that confidence and, and that vibe and, you know, that presence that you want to attract... Yeah then that's exactly, you know, what you'll get back. So I think it's, that's, you know, really, really good advice. And I think also trusting yourself, like there's, I'm again, a huge advocate of like listening to yourself and trusting your instinct, because like you said, if you feel like something's wrong, it probably is. So it's, it's something that you, you shouldn't ignore. Experts. (laughs) I know, right? I mean, we should do this for a living. (laughs) Um, So thank you so much. I really love that episode. And hopefully people have been able to get some pearls of wisdom and some advice and um, found some of this sort of relatable and helpful. So for the people listening, why don't you just tell them where they can find your podcast and Instagram and everything like that? Yeah, so I'm on all of those kind of things where you listen to your podcast, you know, um, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, um, you know, whatever whatever tickles the pickle in that sense <laughs> whichever one you use um, but yeah over I'm mainly kind of on Instagram because I prefer pictures to words um, but yeah you can find me at Waffle Shop Podcast so yeah if you ever well, need any more so of this much. incredible advice just drop me a DM we'll have a waffle about it <laughs> brilliant that's amazing thank you so so much it's been a pleasure thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs>